The following episode of This Week in SEC Football is a presentation of Zagnif Productions and the Zagnif One Radio Network. Oh, hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. What Beba does, what Beba do, 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 do. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Gang, what's going on? Did you caught me trying to put my hat on? I got to beat it again. <laughs> yeah, I tried to. I tried to beat the camera. It's your boy, Mister Fingers, coming to you from Zagnev Central. What's going on with you? How are you? How are you? How are you? And welcome to this week's episode of This Week in SEC Football Season Two, Episode Seventeen. I'm your boy, the host with the most, Mr. Fingers, coming to you from the heart of OKC. And that guy right over there, the brother from another, the sexy Mother Hubbard, the ace of base in the place in your face. I am very happy to be here today. Very, very happy (laughs) indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, That guy right there is Colin B from the DMV. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? What's going on? What it is, showbiz, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. Had a a really productive day at work and... uh, uh, actually, it's been a pretty productive week. You know, we got through the busiest part of our year, and now we're kind of settling into our, our regular routine until uh, the holidays, pretty much. So there I'm is. doing pretty good, man. I am doing pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. So I'm there glad is. to be here, man. Me too, glad man. To I had a great, uh, great weekend. The folks came up to visit. Uh, they came up Saturday. And I had the B man this weekend as well. They left. Uh, my folks left this morning. Uh, but yeah, we had a had good uh, good family time. As they say, fun was had by all. Well, that's good. That's what's up, man. That is what is up. Um, you know, I mean, uh, we we missed you, um, but we're glad that the B man is doing well. We missed you on uh, on last Thursday's show, but we're glad yeah, the B man is on the road to recovery. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's what's up. Look, I'm trying not to say absolutely because Nick called me out on that. Or actually, I put myself out because we're talking about everybody's catchphrases, and mine is yeah. But then you made me think about it, and I say you know a lot. I'm like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So everybody's everybody's got either a saying or something that makes them stand out. And Nick and I spent like 20 minutes going through this whole list, and I'm like. Yeah, and mine is absolutely that's my thing, and I'm trying not to say that a lot now, and I can't help it because every time yeah. I give it absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely, it's absolutely totally, man. It's totally, totally dope. It's totally dope. <laughs> so yeah, y'all, we appreciate you being here today. And before we even get into it, we want to go ahead and uh, send shouts out to our sponsors. We getting we're working on getting some ads for them, some better ads for them. But that's DJG Enterprises. Uh, GreekGans.com. Um, oh God, Envision Social Media and 19016s.com. But before we even get started, we definitely want to go ahead and get this knocked out early. 
because uh well actually i'll leave that i'll leave that for now but before we go another further we want to send a shout out to all of the let's talk family football let's talk let's talk family let's talk football family of podcasts so why don't y'all hang tight and see where all you can find us all across the interwebs hang tight we'll be right back don't touch that dial because you're listening to the sounds of the Zagnif one radio network <laughs> that's a pretty long list man I'm hanging my head right now. You know why? I'm wearing this exact same shirt in that promo. I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, <laughs> "Are you really?" I'm wearing the same shirt. I gotta get. I gotta get some more gear, bro. That promo two weeks ago, and I'm already wearing. I'm recycling the same shirt. That's a doggone shame, man. Anyway. <laughs> We go get into this thing, man. We'll get to our other show sponsor in just a little bit. But um, before we get moving, we got some, we got, you know, a couple pieces of news that dropped uh, today. Number one being that uh, TJ Finley, who is projected to be the starting quarterback of the Auburn Tigers. And if you've been following at all, you know his story. Um, you know his story. He kind of, uh, not Auburn. Yeah, at Auburn. He's the backup quarterback yeah. at Auburn. Sorry, he was the backup to Bo Nix. Um, he wound up playing in the Iron Bowl. Guy showed all kinds of gut and grit. Not the greatest quarterback in the world, but showed all kinds of gut and grit. Took the Crimson Tide in the four overtimes. Almost knocked him off. So, you know, pretty impressive for a guy that, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, that he wasn't on anybody's radar. So he's pretty much projected to be their starting quarterback this year. He was arrested. Apparently, he had some outstanding traffic tickets, and uh, the police tried to pull him over. He was on a moped, riding with no helmet, and he just took off, and they chased him. And they, they arrested him. And I'm just, I'm <laughs> thinking, like, they, they couldn't catch him. I'm like, how do you can't catch somebody on a moped? They had to I'm put just, out a, a BBL. <laughs> exactly, right? You, you know you know what I'm saying? You got the police police vehicles and you know they charged them up so in case they have to get into a high speed chase or get from point A to point B in a short amount of time you know them suckers is carrying some heavy duty hardware in the engines underneath the hood man you can't catch a moped he just rode by like y'all ain't catching me (laughs) he riding on this thing he's got a look he's got a two cylinder engine powered by two energizer double A batteries and a hamster just a hamster just hyped up a crack just running for his life (laughs) <laughs> it makes you wonder if they're like, all right, well, I'll just let him go home. We'll get him later. <laughs> look, I think I think the only reason they arrested him because they was mad he made him look. No doubt. No doubt. Oh I mean, I wouldn't show my face if I can't catch a, a moped, man. Maybe no. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So uh um, so yeah, we will I'll we'll keep track of that as that goes along. If there's any disciplinary action that takes place or anything. Uh, you know, Coach Harrison said, of course, obviously he can't do that. No kidding, Coach. That's why the – ask me again why the athletic director and the boosters and the fans want you gone. <laughs> you think? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so we'll keep track of that as that's going. The story I really wanted to talk to you about today, man, it, it was so crazy when I heard it. I thought the guys were just clowning on the radio, but I had to look mm-hmm. it up for myself. So apparently um, – South Carolina may be changing the name of their mascot. And they're one of the few teams that actually has a live mascot. His name is Sir Big Spurs. And they've had a live mascot since 2006. 
Um, and what the what the, all the hullabaloo is for is that they were clipping the comb and the waddle, the little piece up under here, uh, to make it resemble an actual game, the actual fighting of fighting chicken, right? Um, and then they stopped doing that a few years back. Uh, I said, let's see, it said, um, the various roosters proposed as Big Sir, Big Spur, Sir Big Spur 7 have intact combs. Um, but here's the, here's the hullabaloo. Here's where the scuttlebutt comes in. The owners of the Big Spur name, the Sir Big Spur name, have decided that they're not going to let the school use the mascot name if they go back to letting the, to cutting off the comb and the waddle. Now, I, now from a scientific standpoint, I understand because those two, those are actually organs that help with blood circulation for the chicken and it helps them cool off. So yeah. in a way, it's kind of it's kind of like declawing a cat. I mean, it's part of what it's part of what nature gave them to help them survive because you know, okay, they may be domesticated, but they're still animals. And if we weren't here, they would need all that crap to survive. So they have right. this big fit. They're like, if you if you start uh, cutting them up again, we're not going to let you have a name. And school's like, well, nah, we, well, we'll just change the name. And that, I mean, there's been a whole bunch of people that have jumped in and had stuff to say about this. The athletic directors had something to say about it. Um, they, they put a story in the Charleston Post and Courier that says, no more, sir, Big Spur. Controversy over Gamecock's live mascot ruffles feathers, and the whole key issue here is who owns the mascot. Like seriously, you got four weeks. A training camp is starting this week, all the way across the conference, and you got <laughs> games in four weeks, and you're worried about who owns the name to a mascot. That my understanding yeah. is they only show for about a combined total of 14, 15 seconds on the jumbotron, and then you don't see him for the rest of the game. Wow. Like seriously, that that's insane. This close to this, <laughs> the season starting. That reminds me of like the what was it, Ace Ventura, but the, the yeah. dolphin trying to steal the dog, trying you know, trying to mess up the game. Snowflake, here's Snowflake. Snowflake. Here's Snowflake. Snowflake. <laughs> that's not but Snowflake. They to, did they uh did they ask for any recommendation or any uh, suggestions for the name to be changed to or? They don't. They don't have any. They don't have any. Um. Well, you know, uh, there's another quote here, and I think this from the athletic director says uh, uh, the owner said we raise these. I'm sorry, the school says we raise these gamecocks to be mascots. Mascot needs to be I feel branded with the university. We also want the birds to be as healthy as possible. When the combs are off, they can't handle heat as well. These birds are raised to be mascots, and at many games, the heat is nearly unbearable. We want to keep the mascot healthy. That's our job right now. And the fuss is, I'm sorry, I had that backwards. The fuss is, is that the people that own the name say that the mascot should, if they're going to be a fighting Gamecock, then you need to cut off the top, the neck, and the, and the, and the comb and in order for it to be a fighting Gamecock. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is not training camp. Not football being back in four, not college football being back in four weeks, not the Hall of Fame game being on television tonight, I believe, but that is your football news for today, straight out of South Carolina. Goodness gracious. 
I mean, yeah, you, you did surprise me. You said you wanted to surprise me. You definitely did that. I didn't expect anything like that. <laughs> anything yeah, like that. Like, what were you expecting, though? Do what? I said, what were you expecting me to come with? What you uh, think I, I had no expect? idea, dude. If you, if you keep something close to you, I have no idea. I know you, man. I know you better than you think I do. <laughs> I don't know what you was going to say. Ah, okay. I thought maybe you had an idea what you thought I was going to say. I just see the look on your face like, are we really talking about birds right now? Is that what's really going on? <laughs> like, like, seriously, man. I mean, South Carolina, all they have going on, I talked about them a couple of, uh, matter of fact, I think I talked about that with Sean last week. Is that yeah, you know they've got a second year coach. They got Spencer Rattler coming in. They got they went out they went out and got some wide receivers through the transfer portal to try and make the passing offense more potent. They're trying to shore up yeah. the offensive line. They're trying to get their running game going. They're trying to get their defense going. And all of that, this is what is going on in South Carolina right now. This is the this is the most important sports news story coming out of Columbia right now. Will, if you're watching, shouts out to our boy Will. He's on live right now with our boy Sean Spencer doing Washington Football Weekly. Uh, Will, that's what's going on with your team right now. That's it. I know, <laughs> I know chickens. I know chickens don't gobble, but that's about the best impersonation <laughs> I can give you. The chickens are good for one or two things: crowing in the morning and waking you up, or being on the Popeyes plate. There Just saying. Sorry about it. I'm from. I'm from the South. I'm sorry. Chick fried chicken is good. No disrespect to anybody who's a vegan or a pescatarian or an animal activist. That stuff is good. There you go. Isn't All right. Having huh? I said you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, don't, I don't turn down some gizzards or anything like that. I, I, I draw the line at that chitlins. But... Oh man, I haven't. You know what though? I haven't had gizzards in a minute. I might have to get me some next time I go home. I haven't mm-hmm. had chicken gizzards in a long time. Yes, and sir. the funny part is, is you really can't you gotta you gotta get all juice out of it first and then you gotta crunch it up. But at least that's the way I eat them. Like you can't really you can't pick it up and start biting on it like a chicken tender. Man, speaking of biting into it, and we're not going where you think I'm going with this for all of you people with that those minds out there. You you put that thought away. Um I stopped off on the way home, right? You know, uh, long ride. I've had a couple bottles of water. I had to stop off. They got a restroom or whatever. And it's this place. Uh, it's a gas station, but they got a little thing in there called Chester's Chicken. Now, Chester's Chicken is pretty bomb, but I can never get any because it's always gone by the time I get off work around 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I get in, and the lady's like, she's like, I got one piece of chicken left. I got a wing. She's like, you want anything else with it? I was like, yeah, let me get some of those, whatever those are back there, those chicken tenders. She's like, no, those are jalapeno poppers. I was like, oh, bet. Let me get some. Oh, now, the chicken wing? Tore it up, gone. I bit into this jalapeno popper. I mean, no disrespect to the place, but that had to be the saddest set of jalapeno poppers ever, ever. I basically bit into it, the, the rest of them, took the jalapeno out, chewed that up, and threw the, the, the coat out on the side of the road. Now, I was on the country road. I wasn't littering. I threw it out, so it's biodegradable. So some animal somewhere, <laughs> some, some ants will take it off somewhere to their, to their, uh, to their nest, and they will feed it to the queen or whatever but yeah horrible man i know man you know i mean gas station food i know i know i know gas station food is a crapshoot yes i know but they look so good and the chicken is normally bomb like if you hit see a chester's chicken in oklahoma city you gotta hit them up because that chicken is normally off the hinges but this was just and the place is run by an egyptian family so they know a little Mm -hmm. something about something something about throwing some flavor on it so it you know it's I'm just saying that that's my disappointing gas station food story for the day. 
Well, as you said, it is hit and miss because I mean, some some gas stations got some good food. I mean, like their mom and pop spots, are, you know, everywhere. Oh yeah, Every down, in, down in the country, really good. Yeah, there's, we got a place in my hometown called uh, Quick Chick, and and it's it doesn't look like anything you see KFC or Popeyes or anything, but it is the best chicken. I've not found anything better than Quick Chick chicken. Man, there's a spot down the road. From... You might have to take a break. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And we ain't got no mustard or nothing. Um, where's the Tennessee fan when you need him? Get your popcorn ready. Um, there's a space. There's a spot down the street from my uh, my mother-in-law's church where they normally go yeah. down and get chicken for all of their get-togethers when they're down there. Because man, I mean, I tell you, when that's some good, that's some good fried chicken. It's off the hinges. Yeah. Off the hinges. Gas station chicken. Yes, sir. You know, I don't trust everything. And then there, there's a uh, the 7-Eleven over in Gainesville off Limestone up the street from Jiffy Lube. Mm-hmm. If you go in there in the mornings when they first start putting them out, their hot wings are bomb. I used to always, oh, yeah. I, before I would hit the route, because I would get in the, in the truck before I went to deliver mail, I'd make sure I had gas, and then I would stock up on my Gatorade and all that stuff, and then I would always get a six-piece of hot wings, an egg roll, and uh, whatever snacks I could get that wouldn't melt in the hot sun. But I always got at least six. And if I've been in the first one, it's good. I'd be like, let me get six more. Let me get six more. These fresh, <laughs> let me get 12. Let me get 12. Uh, let me get my <laughs> now, a chain spot that's decent, depending on which chain, which store you hit, is Sheets. The Sheets out in yeah. um, the sheets out in uh, South Riding was pretty dope when I lived out there. Because that's that's what me and Lou would stop over there and get sandwiches on the way home from uh oh, yeah. Not Sully's, uh, Firehouse. Yeah. Shout out to the Firehouse Grill, the end of an institution. Ah, I hate it. Anyway, we need to get into some football. We didn't come on here to talk about Fusi. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm thinking about what I'm ordering. I'm you, I'm so we can go <laughs> ahead and, I know, right? I know right now I'm hungry because I don't believe I ate anything today other than that wing and those and that that one jalapeno is basically what it boiled down to but they, let's see it was six of them and they cut them in half so I had three jalapenos and a chicken wing so I'm gonna have to get myself something to eat tonight anyway keeping this thing moving forward we're gonna get into it um our teams of the week this week you see it down there in the crawl uh we're gonna be talking about the Florida Gators and the Arkansas Razorbacks so we're gonna try and go through this pretty uh quickly because we don't want to you know, we don't want the show to run uber long. Um, but uh, I guess let's start with, oh, my God, I just said Gators twice, and I said I couldn't say that name. I said it three times now. Um, <laughs> let's That's go it. ahead and start with the let's, – let's start with the Razorbacks, man. The Razorbacks finished 4-4 four four last year in the conference. They were 9-4 and four overall. They finished third in the West. Their camp starts tomorrow. Uh, their coach, Sam Pittman, by the way, for those of you that have watched the show at all, I misspoke when I said Mike Leach. He's not the coach at Arkansas. Sam Pittman is. Uh, coach Sam Pittman seems very uh, optimistic going into camp. Um, it, good Lord. Of course, I'm scrolling too fast. He's a third-year coach. Um, they finished the season with a 24-10 win in the Outback Bowl over Penn State. Uh, and now they have a target on their backs because Arkansas, you know, one of the, you know, there were a few things that were fairly certain in SEC football, you know, fairly certain in the world, death, yeah. taxes, and Vanderbilt and Arkansas were going to suck in the West. Uh, and they kind of caught everybody off guard 
But now everybody's going to be gunning for him. They got a, you know, they got KJ Jefferson back there, the dual threat quarterback. Um, yeah, they, at the West is still loaded because we don't know what Ole Miss is coming back with after losing Matt Corral, but they still had a high-powered offense. And then, of course, you got Alabama, and everybody knows Bama is loading up. They're, they are loading all the way up. It's like they're loading up like Neo loaded up. Neo and Trinity loaded up to go rescue Morpheus from that building. Guns, lots of guns. They're coming. Um, so basically, he said that uh, they've made full use of the transfer portal. Uh, they pulled. Uh, they actually pulled Matt Landers from uh, from Georgia. Uh, he yep. said that he's he's you know he's really impressed with him and his work ethic. Uh, yet he's excited to see what he does in camp. Um, and then they got a their opener, their season opener. They're playing Cincinnati. For those of you that didn't watch college football at all last year, Cincinnati surprised everybody becoming the first group of five teams to make the college football playoff in its current fourth team mm-hmm. format. Um, of course, we know how that went, but Cincinnati was dug on there unstoppable. And aside from Desmond Ritter, they're pretty much reloading. They're coming. Um, he said that he was very, you know, he's looking forward to seeing what mainly Hornsby's going to do, playing wide receiver, and their backup quarterback who they threw in there who held it down when KJ got hurt. So... I'm just. I'm gonna come to you. Like, what are you? What are your thoughts on Arkansas this season and just their overall potential? Uh, do you think they have a shot at making some noise in the West this year? Maybe you know, winning a couple more games this year that they shouldn't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they get a really good shot at it. Uh, that's a. Uh, that's going well again. That's going to be a telltale game. Uh, opening up against Cincinnati. I'm. Be, I'll probably watch that game. It should be a good game. Um, but like you said before, you're in the transfer portal. They made heavy use of that, and they've got some good players. I mean, they've got just to name a couple of the, on defense. Um, you got Landon Jackson and Dwight uh, McLaughlin, you know, from LSU. You know, uh, Landon's the defensive end, and uh, McLaughlin is a, the cornerback. So I think that's uh, <clears throat> what um, the coach said is they were kind of lacking in those positions. So they they seem to have filled the uh, the void or filled the uh, the position they needed uh, through the uh, transport portal. So I think they made good use of that. So I think that's going to play a big part in their success. I mean, they probably I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Oh. Aside from missed the you know, steps here or there, you know. Yeah, well that well that would mean that they had the potential to maybe finish second in the West. I mean, you know, God forbid they they jump up and knock Alabama upside the head. That would shake up the entire West because everybody has got Alabama. I mean, I, I, I'm not even a Bama fan, but I know what Bama yeah. can do. I respect the program. I'm not a fan, but I respect the program. And I am fully expecting yeah. them to come out cracking heads this season. So, oh, Absolutely. I, but you heard saving, saving last year was, you know, it was a rebuilding year for them. You know, they made, they made Right. Listen, oh, my God, that blew my mind when I saw that foolishness. <laughs> you saw I posted that, right? Yeah. yeah. Only Nick Saban – only Nick Saban can have a team that won their division, won their conference, went to their second consecutive college football playoff in consecutive years. The, the second game they lost all season was in the national championship, had mm-hmm. his quarterback win a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Uh, his two star wide receivers were such studs 
that even with late season injuries, they both got drafted, one of them in the first round. Okay. Only Knicks, and, and he turns around and says, well, it was a rebuilding season. Only Nick Saban <laughs> can say some foolishness <laughs> like that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, you hear what Paul Baumbaum said? What did he say? I can't remember what he said. He said something funny. I can't remember right now. Though. He said something hilarious. He said, only Nick Saban, you know? And, and that's true. You know, only, only he would say something like that. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and shoot an air horn out for Nick Saban. I'm going to get the air horn for that. Because only Nick Saban could say some craziness like that. Now, the funny thing about Millie Hornby, Hornsby playing wide receivers, he's their number two quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But coaches got all confidence in him being out, you know, getting out there and, and sparking up, uh, sparking up some offense when he's not, you know, under center. Because chances mm. are pretty good he's not going to get a lot of time under center. Because now here's the key to here's the key for Arkansas, I think. KJ Jefferson, like Matt Corral, was Arkansas's leading passer, like Matt Corral and Ole Miss, uh, was their leading was Arkansas's leading passer and Arkansas's leading rusher. He combined for a total of 3,300 yards of offense. Wow. Out of, uh, out of 5,742, he combined for 3,300 of that by himself. By himself. By himself, either with his arm or with his legs. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the depth chart, I believe. Wait a minute. Hold on. Just looking at the depth chart and seeing if Traylon Burks is coming back because he was their leading wide receiver. No, he went in the draft. That's right. Traylon Burks went in the draft. So the, who they got coming back, they've got uh, uh, Kentron Jackson Jr. is a sophomore. Uh, Warren Thompson, who is a senior transfer. Uh, their slot mm-hmm. receiver, they got Jaden ha- Hazelwood. Uh, so that's what they have there. And then at running back, They've got Raheem Sanders and Dominique Johnson. Now, we know that they weren't really known for their running game just because of the fact that K.J. Jefferson ran for most of the yards last year. Mm-hmm. So be interesting to see if he's going to put a lot of get a lot of production on the ground or if he's going to actually be able to stand back in the pocket. That, that would be nice if he would just be able to stand back in the pocket and yeah. uh, stand back in the pocket and do what he does. He actually could be pretty dangerous. So coming yeah. to you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think um, you know, that, that surprised me. How many thirty three hundred yards out of five thousand yards is on? Yeah, thirty three hundred out of fifty out of fifty seven, almost fifty eight. Yeah. So we just we rounded up to fifty eight. So that means that he was he he was uh, three fifths, sixty percent of their offense. Yeah, was generated yeah. by him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it, uh, it it depends on, like you said, it'd be nice if he could sit back in the pocket and make you know make his uh his uh, uh checks, you know, find open receiver he has that kind of protection. I don't know if they have that kind of protection. I mean, what what do you think about their offensive line? I mean, I you know what I mean from what I can see on the depth chart, it looks like they're bringing a lot of guys back. Uh, they got a couple of big trade. They got a couple of transfers, and they brought in uh, Dave Saunders as a junior transfer. And Latavius Brini as uh oh the offense. I'm sorry, that's the defense. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh looks like they're bringing most of their guys back. The biggest one, uh, I mean, they're they're gonna have to that's a big thing. 
they're going yeah. to have to do something about their offensive line because you know there's a reason why KJ Jefferson ran for 600 yards as a quarterback. Now I know a lot of that was designed runs, but still, yeah. you know you want to be able to keep your quarterback healthy. And one and one of the biggest ways we've seen it time and time again, all the way back <laughs> to all the way back to slash. Randall Cunningham, mm-hmm. uh, Rodney Pete, uh, oh my lord, Donovan McNabb, oh, Russell yeah. Wilton, Cam Newton, and the list goes on and on and on. Lamar Jackson, your quarterbacks do not stay healthy if they have to run all the time, especially if they're taking hits. You know what I mean? That's more wear and tear on their bodies. They should be able to stand in the pocket and either hand the ball off or stand in the pocket and toss and throw the ball. Maybe every now and again a little quarterback sneak. Now I have the hiccups. That's just absolutely awesome. Uh, So he said that the biggest thing about winning, Sam Pittman did, he said the biggest thing about them that they have to do is they have to start winning practice. Now that sounds a little bit like Bruce Allen, who very famously said, uh, who is still a segment on uh, the Grant Danny show on WJFK, winning off the field. That sounds a lot like winning off the field, but he's right. They they have to come together and practice. A little hard to tell. I gotta be honest, it's hard to tell how good your offense and your defense is in practice because you're playing against each other and you don't want to tear each other up. So there's only so much coach will let you do. So right. pad on pad. And another know. thing you gotta be be able to take that, you know, work you've done on the practice field to the, the football field on game day. Football so I mean, field. Absolutely. And yeah. there it is. I said it again. Talk on it. <laughs> I'm gonna start playing the air horn every time I say that word. Hey, just to let you know, it, it's storming here. So if I cut out, that's what it is. So okay, no, we're all we're all good, bro. Uh, you know, your boy will persevere. We will soldier on. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? But yeah, you, you definitely see. have to take that under the practice field, especially when your first game out of the gate is against a team that just was in the college football playoff. Right. Seriously. Absolutely. So, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for that game against Cincinnati. I want to see what they – where's that game at? Is it, uh, it's in, it's in Arkansas. It's in Fayetteville. Um, so this is what we're looking at for Arkansas. And the, the keys to, for them, they were 27th in defense. It wasn't too terribly bad. They allowed uh, 441.7 yards a game. Uh, 50, oh, I'm sorry, 57-42. My bad. You know what? Oh, that's their offense. I'm sorry. Their defense was ranked 50th. They allowed 44,780 yards, 5.1 yards per play, and 367.7 yards a game. So that's not too terribly bad. They're kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense out of the 130 in D1. That's not bad, but they really have got to step that up. They're in the West. They're playing Alabama, who can get you on the ground and in the air. You're playing Ole Miss, who can probably still get you in the air, if not on the ground, because Matt Corral is going. You've got Auburn, and depending on which Auburn show up, you might get knocked upside the head there. And you also have LSU, who we look to see big improvement from with Brian Kelly being there. They're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be returned back to world-beating form they were in the championship year, but they're definitely not going to be as sloppy as they were last season. So I think the keys to them – I mean, they definitely got to get more production out of their defense, more takeaways, more sacks. You know, more sacks, more fumbles. 
Their offense. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Get that. Sorry, they try to get that with the transfer portal. You know, they try to alleviate some of that. Some of that hurt. Uh, so we look to see a big improvement there. Yeah. Now their offense, they were ranked number twenty seventh overall, which is not which is not bad at all. Because now you're talking easing your way into the top, you know, top twenty five percent. That's where the fifty seven forty two came from uh, total. Not a bad total at all over the course of uh, uh, 13 games. And they were averaging 441.7 yards a game, which is, if you split it down the middle, is not a bad day. But you think about the fact that K.J. Jefferson probably did two-thirds of that per game. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing is you don't want to have that one guy that is your end-all, be-all, because if in any team worth their salt will figure out a way to focus on that guy, and if you shut him down, he has no more weapons. So that's one of the things that I'm, for the sake, for Arkansas' sake, that I hope the Pittman's working on so that they have other weapons, you know, other weapons to bring to the table so that if yeah. everybody keys up on KJ, I'm, I, I anticipate a lot of people throwing a spy out there in in in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in, uh, in the in the front line of linebackers you know what i mean somebody's got to yeah. be somebody either that or they're going to put somebody that's always going to drop back if kj drops back i'm dropping back in the coverage just to make sure right. he doesn't take off so absolutely yep. i agree with that totally yeah um and one of the things that coach pittman was saying is that they really need to work on they need to identify who they're they need edge rushers. That's become the, that's become all the talk. He said they don't need to be blitzing every play, but we need a good edge rusher. We need to be able to you know identify who we can designate as that guy because that makes a world of difference. Um, so yeah, that's that's about that's Arkansas, the Razorbacks. I I think they're going to be – I think at worst they will be exactly where they were last year. I think at best – I think at best they may steal a couple of games. They may steal a couple of games and wind up 10-2. That's that's max what I'm giving them this year. Yeah. And let's go where I was that, at. That, that's just my projections. We're going to go through the schedule in a minute, but that's just my projections. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I got them 9-3 maybe. 9-3. 9-3. Maybe that yeah, maybe they'll hit that 10 win. I mean, that's just that remains to be seen. But, I, I mean, I kind of think they'll be better than last year. I mean, uh, I think at the the best, they'll be 9-3. Okay. Well, we're going to jump into the schedule here. But, like I said, we have some other sponsors of the show who we greatly appreciate. And there's no other big sponsor of this show other than one of our own, again, from the Let's Talk Football family of podcasts. He's gotten himself into his own venture, and you might be interested. You, even the most casual football fan, might be interested. So why don't you guys hang tight and check this out, and we will be right back in just a second. Hey, this is Nick Rosario from the Let's Talk Football Roundtable. And you're listening to Zagnif Radio 1. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's our guy, Sid Swinton. He is on Let's Talk Football in the mornings on Sunday. He also twice a week runs a show on At Squid Rips Cards. You can see it right down there in the crawl on TikTok twice a week. Football cards for everybody. You should see some of the collections my friends are already starting to amass to go with what they already have. And he's also gotten some folks back in an old hobby of collecting football cards. So go. Hit my man up at at Squid Rips Cards 
on TikTok. He's also on Facebook under Squid Ribs Cards. That's my man, Sis. Went and go holler at him today. Thank you for being a sponsor of this week in SEC yes, football. Moving on along, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick it over to the other team. That oh wait no we got to go through the schedule I'm sorry we had to go through the schedule first good that means we that means y'all just gonna have to wait some longer y'all gonna have to wait <laughs> I don't what the what the hell is wait some longer wait some longer I, <laughs> I, I just I just made something up you are gonna have to wait some longer that that's yep you've been waiting I know you've been waiting boo boo but you're just gonna have to wait some longer that's all it is that's all it is you just have to wait a little longer till we get to you guys I'm still mad at y'all for 1988. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. so game number one for the Arkansas Razorbacks, week one, they take on Cincinnati. I'm putting that one down for L. I don't know. It kind of depends on who they have replacing Desmond, Desmond at quarterback, but I'm putting them down for yeah. L. I think Cincinnati still has something to prove from last year. Uh, we talk about lightning in a bottle a lot, so we don't know if it was lightning in a bottle or not, but that's their second consecutive season that they have just really, really just about run that they've literally ran the table in route to the college football playoff. And there really was no denying them. There's no way the committee could put them out. So I know that Arkansas has come a long way. I still think they have a little bit more to go before they can run with some of the so-called big boys. I know they're a power five school, but they, they play pretty impressive. Well, actually I take that, you know what, but, but they, they, they got a little ways to go before they can actually be called the big boys. But I think they're looking to make a statement win in week one just because they want to run. I think they want to run it back. So I'm giving them a loss. What you got? I can understand that. I'm going to give them a win. I think they're going to win. It's going to be close. But since it's a home, uh, I I think they're going to find a way to win this game. It may be close. But field goal, overtime, don't know. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. Man, now I'm looking for now I'm looking for my other notes. See, this is I got. That's why I keep them laying around so I don't lose them. Uh, let's see who you got here. This that Kentucky. That is the Falcon. So we don't need that because we're not talking pro football today. Bear with me a second, ladies and gentlemen. Show prep. It's always awesome. <laughs> I know I got my win-loss list over here. I just want to make sure I stay on top of them. Uh, those are our games to watch. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. I wanted to make sure I had uh, South Carolina out because they're playing South Carolina next. I had South Carolina losing. I had Arkansas winning that game, so I'm st- I'm sticking with that. All right. Um, you had them losing too. You had you had uh, Arkansas. You had. Uh, I'm sorry. You had Arkansas winning that game, so I'll I'm stick with that. Go. Yeah, I'll stick with that. All right, they're playing Missouri State. Uh, that's a win. That's a win. Yep. Texas A and M. Uh, huh. that's 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 gonna be. I think that's gonna be a barn burner, bro. I think you know what? I think this is gonna be their statement win right here. I think Pittman Pittman pulls a win. He gets the guys to pull the win off. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna think I think ain't anything that this loss. Okay. Uh let's see. I they take on Bama. I'm gonna give him a loss there. Yep. 
Uh, Mississippi State. We talked about Mississippi State. Mississippi State is not going to do an awful heck of a lot. And I have... Huh. Yeah, I'm going to give Arkansas the win there. What did I give them last time? Uh, I don't remember. We talked about Mississippi State, but I don't have their whatchamacallits here. We may have to go back through that because I have to do the spreadsheet anyway. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with um, – I'll go the win, uh, with a win there. You know, uh, another state, another statement win. I got them beating BYU. That's their next game. They're going to be at BYU. I got them winning that game. Yeah, I, I got them winning that game as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up is against Auburn. At this point, we're get, we're pushing into the season. I don't know what Auburn's bringing to the table. Uh, I talked about Auburn. I am going to say Arkansas wins that game. You know, it kind of depends on what, you know, Finley, what kind of, you know, what they hand down on him, if anything, you know, if they had kind of suspension. I don't know, that's, that's kind of late in the year. If any kind of suspension, he may be back on the field if they give him anything. Um, yeah, I give that. I give, I give, actually, I give Auburn. I give Auburn a win on that. I give it L for uh, Arkansas. Okay. You saying Auburn's going to win? Yeah. Oh, I got, I got, I got Arkansas winning that game. You said Auburn's going to win, so you're giving Arkansas the loss. Yep. Okay. They play Liberty the following week. That's a win. That's a win. They're playing LSU the following week. I think there's going to be a tight fought battle. Brian Kelly's going to have these guys. Depends on how well he has them conditioned. It could go either way. I'm going to give them a loss because at that point they're going to be a little worn. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to say what Brian Kelly. I, I think they're going to have him on uh, LSU on the um, on the move. Yeah, I give him another loss. I give Arkansas that loss there. Okay. Uh, I got him. Their final game is is at Missouri, and I'm going to give them a win there. I'll come back to the pre the game prior to that. So, what do you say about Mizzou? Yeah, I, I give Arkansas the win. Now, the game the week before is against Ole Miss. Again, we don't know what Matt Corral is going to do. We don't know where they're going to be by the end of the season. Uh, I'm giving Arkansas a win on that one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll win. I'll win that game. So, I've got them at – I got them at nine, uh, 10 and 3. Like I said, I said, I, I'd give, I said I'd give them 10 and 3, and that's about max. Yeah. Now, of these three losses, I think they have the potential to beat LSU, and I think they also could beat Cincinnati. I mean, they do play. They play Bama every year. They play Bama. They play Auburn. They play. You know, the West has been known as the big brother to the East, with Georgia being the lone exception. The last yeah. five six years. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think they could win that one. I mean, there's potential here. I don't think they'll beat Bama. But they got the potential here to go eleven and one. Like I said, big shakeup in the West, and you've got them at yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got them at eight. 
and five, which would be a fallback from last year, but still respectable for Arkansas. Oh, yeah. For Arkansas to put together two eight win seasons would be impressive. I I I would be one hundred percent on board with that. I would be one hundred percent on board with that. So we're gonna move on, ladies and gentlemen, to our next team, the team that uh, Colin and I both have no love for, and anybody that knows what the four hundred four, the nine one two, the Gold Dome on City Hall, or Friday nights at the Varsity is all about, hates. With a passion. This is just as big, if not bigger, than that team up north versus that team down south. This is bigger than uh, the Egg Bowl. This is bigger than the Iron Bowl. This is the game that, this is the game that should have been called good, clean, old-fashioned hate. Instead, they right. call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party just because... Good God. And I, I don't know. Look, I, I still say what I said about last year. Yeah. Duval County ain't nothing to play with. I don't know if I trust going down there the way folk cut up. It's but, fun, though. You got to behave yourself and get away yeah. from the trail. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. And we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, those Florida, those guys, the Gators. They like to do all this. Yeah, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> So uh, they've got first-year coach Billy Napier. Their uh, camp starts started yesterday. Uh, if you right. recall, last year they went two and six in the conference. They were six and seven overall. Their really poor performance last year led to the firing of their coach, whose name I can't remember. He was so bad he's been gone, and he I can't even remember his name. Oh, sure, um, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Oh God, we're both, dude, we're both horrible. Isn't that bad? Uh, Florida man. Gators Hurts 2020. What was his name? His name was Dan Mullen. There we go. Yeah, there you go, Dan Mullen. God, that's horrible. We couldn't even remember Dan Mullen. He was so bad we couldn't even remember his name. <laughs> anyway, um, their offense surprisingly was ranked 15th. And just for a frame of record, just to give you guys a little something good to feel about Florida fans, for those of you to the south of your big brother, your really bigger brother that just won that heavy ring and that trophy, you know, that trophy <laughs> and that ring, that big brother, yeah, that one. Just to make you feel good, you did have the 15th-ranked offense in the in uh, D1 football last year, and which was 11 spots, surprisingly, better than Georgia. Georgia only had a 26-ranked offense. Now – I'm not using this as an excuse or anything like that, but the defense just – that uh, the biggest reason for that is because our defense was ranked so good, we didn't really have to march that, that far down the field. Right. We did not have to take any drives. and drive. <clears throat> Very rarely did we have to drive all the way down the field and score unless we were receiving a kickoff or a punt. Exactly. So, yep. you know, 15th-ranked offense. Uh, they uh, racked up 6,017 yards of total offense. 6.6 yards per play, 462.8 yards per game. Their defense was ranked 51st, however. Here's the dichotomy. Their defense was ranked 51st on the total opposite end of the spectrum. They allowed 478.2 yards per game, 5.98 yards per attempt, and 367.8 yards a game. Now, yeah. I'm no mathematics. 
a mathematic. Oh my God, I just <laughs> made another one. I just made a yo. <laughs> Yo, I might talk with a stuffy nose because y'all think I'm sick. I would tell you two plus two is five, but I ain't no mathematic. Mr. Fingers, hashtag bars. Anyway, I'm no mathematician. You like that? You like that? That's a that's an original right there. Uh <laughs> you got a song right there. Yeah, oh my god, I need the air horn. There it is. Um, I'm no mathematician. Haha, uh-huh. I got it right this time. But uh, you can't allow your opponents to to mass up ten more yards than you per game on average and expect to win. You're gonna have to figure yeah. out a way to shut that down. So your defense, they really, really got to shore up their defense. And looking at what they've got here, I know they had a lot of transfers out of the portal, but it looks like they're returning quite a few guys. Um, returning quite a few guys, but their defense is still really young. Their depth chart has one, two three seniors, three returning seniors, and one senior transfer, uh, Benton Cox Jr. This doesn't tell us where any of these guys transferred from. Um, but they're returning most of their guys on defense, both on the line and in the secondary. But, God, they're going to have to do something. Uh, well, I mean, the, big defense, the big thing on defense that, that may help them in the long run is that, uh, that Napier brought over Tommy, which uh, they both they both coached at uh, Louisiana, right? And uh, – Ray Cage is a Broadway defensive coordinator that uh, has played as, as coached under Napier before. And uh, one thing that I was actually reading, and I uh, actually, I've never seen that, I've never seen on TV, but they're going to utilize uh, a, a creeper, like uh, a creeper DB, not a DB, but a linebacker. They're going to have, they're going to mix up their, their packages where, um, you know, you're going to think this guy's going to rush and then he's going to fall back. You know, this it's a different uh, type of coaching that Tommy brings to the table. So they're probably, that's how they're trying to fix the defense uh, that you know, performed so poorly last year. So that's the only thing they're trying to do there. I'm I I anxious to see that. I mean, it's kind of a high risk um, option, you know, with a defense. Because yeah. I mean, if you get caught, you get caught <laughs> when your pants down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, but it should help out. But but you got you got you also have to understand though when you finish the season when you finish the season only won two games in your conference and you're playing in the East. So let's be real about it. In the East. The two toughest teams anybody had to play all season was Georgia and Kentucky mm-hmm. last year. You finished two yeah. and six in conference, and you finished second to last in the division. And uh, I mean, you just got you got to step it up. I mean, so yeah. South, you mean to tell South Carolina you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't pin down South Carolina? You couldn't pin down yeah. Missouri? You couldn't pin down Tennessee? Tennessee was the most. Do- Tennessee was a team with the most potential that was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde all season with what they had going on. And you know what I mean? Hey, hey, what's going on? Mr. Sean Spencer's in the building, fresh off of a live recording of Washington Football Weekly, the godfather of the Let's Talk Football family of podcasts. Thank you for stopping through, sir. This week in SCC Football, hosted by your boy, Mr. Fingers, and a brother from another, Kyler Pete from the DMV. Um, yes, sir. Sure. Yeah, they really had to show up that they gotta, they gotta do something about the defense. I mean, so that record. I mean, have they ever been? I don't want to say that bad, but I mean, like, have they ever had that kind of a record in the SEC? I don't, I don't remember them being, you know, two and one. That, that bad? Not in my yeah. lifetime. I don't remember them ever being that bad because they went from, they, you know, they had Spurrier, yeah, uh, and then they had. Um, they had your boy from uh, Ohio State who wound yeah, up going to 
um, uh, Urban Meyer. And so, you know, they they kind of had a good a good run of good coaching there. Maybe not yeah. good people, maybe not good people, but the co- it was undeniable the results that the results that they brought out were undeniable. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't recall them ever being that. You know, since I've been college, following college football like that, like that, I don't recall Florida ever being. Me either. Athlete. I'm just wondering if they just they checked out. Like, I mean, in the half season, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, to lose some of those games, you got to wonder if they, you know, the players just like, all right, what the hell with it, you know? Well, the biggest thing I think that they suffered from was there was this whole distraction all season in the two the two quarterback deal. Like, we're going to we're gonna play two quarterbacks to see which one is, yeah. is a better quarterback. You know what I mean? So yeah. now they've gotten it down to where they've decided that Anthony Richardson is the guy, and they're going to stick with him at quarterback. And again, I'll say the same thing I said about KJ Jefferson. They've got to figure out a way to make it so that he can be a pocket passer. Because again, this is another guy that generated a whole bunch of offense for his squad. This is a guy that generated a whole bunch of offense for his squad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he didn't generate a bunch of offense, but Emory Jones did. So Emory Jones was, was their starting quarterback last year, and Emory Jones put together 3,400 yards of total offense, just like K.J. Yeah. Jefferson. So if Anthony Richardson uh, can get it done, if they can figure out a way to just keep him contained, because he was – if they can figure out a way to keep Anthony Richardson in the pocket, and he ran for 401 yards last year. And that's a lot for a quarterback. That's, that's a lot, yeah. Absolutely, it's a lot for a quarterback. Stay in the pocket, get it done. Uh, his his completion rating was not quite as good as Emory Jones. Now, Emory Jones had 64.7 and had 59.4. But, you know, his uh, attempts, his average his average per pass was almost, you know, he had, uh, well, not by much. Emory Jones was 7.9 and Anthony Richardson was 8.3. Uh, but even with him having not as many snaps, not nearly as many snaps, he still threw for six touchdowns. Emory Richardson threw for 2,700 yards. He threw for five times more touchdowns, but he only, mm-hmm. you know, he threw 19. Uh, I'm sorry. He threw for 23, 2,700 yards, but only threw 19 touchdowns. And Anthony Richardson yeah. threw six touchdowns on way less attempts. So they can keep him in the pocket. The I, I, think he can, I think he can get it done if he stays in the pocket. And like I said, their camp started yesterday. And uh, Billy Napier said the biggest thing, it starts with defense. Yeah. It starts with discipline. I'm sorry. It starts with discipline. But everybody doing the everything the right way and doing the same thing. That's basically what it comes down to. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Knowing your assignments. Yeah. Okay, I'm picking. You picking up this guy. I'm picking up this guy. You stay at home. If, if it's a pass, y'all stay at home. Y'all cover everything short. We're going to drop back in the coverage. It's a run. Everybody's mashing to the line. All bodies flying all the way around. Every put a put a body on the me, ball. It seems to me they need somebody to step up, kind of like the Kobe Dean. You know, like he knew he knew where everybody's supposed to be. He knew every, you know on the defensive side of the ball. He knew where you every other player was supposed to be at all times. You know, as well as knowing where he's supposed to be. Like when, every time the play started, he knew you need to be over here. You need to be over here. If somebody's in the wrong spot, set up wrong. He would tell them. And uh, right. I think I think the biggest thing for them. Along with discipline and that kind of stuff, but you need a you need a, a leader on the uh, actually on both sides of the ball. With more defense, like you said, to, to you need a leader on that side of the ball to get everybody in, in uh, you know in shape and where they need to be. Right. 
right? So okay. here's 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 what uh, here's what the strength and conditioning coordinator because they asked everybody what does discipline mean. The strength and coordinator guy Mark Hawk said, "We could talk discipline for an hour, but I'm going to spare you." But the best quote I have on discipline is from Mike Tyson. He said, "You got to do things you hate to do, like you love doing them." Man, that's a good yep. quote right there. That you know what? That's a bar right there. That gets an air horn. Yo, Mark Hot, even though you <laughs> even though even though you a coach on a team I hate, that's a bar right there. Matter of fact, you get another horn for that. There we go. Um I'll give hey, you. Peep, hey, hey, yo, check this out. Peep this. Peep this. I give you three guesses what the name of their defense is, their co-defensive coordinator, D D line coach name is. D line coach? Three guesses? I ain't got one. Was it a real name or is uh you gonna laugh when you you're gonna laugh when you hear it. Maybe. His Possibly. name is Sean. His name is Sean Spencer. And that's no oh, BS. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Spencer. If you out there watch Sean Spencer, let me find out all this time. You've been working undercover for the enemy. That's why you was always throwing like shade. That's why you was throwing shade at Georgia, talking about Michigan was gonna beat him in the in the in the, in the, in the college football playoff. Uh, I, I wonder how he could afford to have all that time off to be doing all his shows. He making that big foot. Hey. Why don't you go ahead and throw some of that Florida Gator money my way so I can go ahead and take this trip to Georgia on your dime? Right. You're not gonna you give me to wear no blue. You're not gonna give me to wear no blue and orange. But anyway, uh, basically, yeah. he said that you know you have to you have to come into a program, establish the discipline, be consistent with what you talk about and what you're expecting them to do. Then you got to hold them to a standard, and if they don't do it, then there's got to be a consequence. And the consequence has got to be one such that they don't mess it up. Like, what kind of consequence? I'll tell you what kind of consequence. If you fumble the ball, God help you. I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then <laughs> you will run a mile. So, anyway, I'm going to have to find that clip. Man. I love that clip. That's going to be my. That's going to be one of my clips along with the Utah Utes. Yes, the Utes are coming back, y'all. The Ute is coming back. Bama does what Bama do is coming back, too. There you go. So, so he's like, you know, you don't do what I say. It's consequences. Consequences and repercussions. What's repercussions? Uh oh. <laughs> it's, it's the people that play the drums in the band. <laughs> you special. You are special. That's my man, Kyler P for the DMV right there, y'all. Give me the, <laughs> the head home one time. There it is. So, Coach Napier is coming in. Um, you know they're they're really getting to get it. I mean, you got a first year coach, you got a program that really has fallen very far. You got an apple that fell from the tree and rolled very far from the tree in what so they are traditionally and what they're used to in terms of production and the quality of their program. Um, and so, you know, he's got he's got uh, Chris Thomas coming back. He was. His, he was a signee in the class of 2021 who only played in one game as a true freshman, but he has definitely made his way into the roster as a mainstay. Uh, they got a newcomer named Ricky Pearsall who transferred in from Arizona state. Um, he got some cramps, but then he went back out. They said he got himself some Gatorade, worked it out, was right back out on the field. So we're already starting to see that kind of dedication in yeah. some of these players that they're saying that they're seeing out there in like, you know, pre-camps, the mini camps that they've been out there so far in workouts. So it sounds like they're doing all the right things, but you know me. I always, like I say, pad on pad is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Pad on pad when they start hitting each other. And so what you got on that, man? 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it all it all boils down to pad on pad, like you said. But I mean, it is, you know, it, it all comes down to buy in and the system. I mean, coach on down, you know, you got, got coaching staff has got to buy into what the head coach is, is selling and what they what he's trying to do, and um, you know, as well as the players. And uh, like you said, he, uh, you know, the player you just mentioned about, you know, going out uh, back on the field after dealing with some cramp stuff, dedication. That's another thing. But uh, I really think they're gonna. They're going to improve this year just from have just for having, um, you know, uh, uh, Tommy and uh, different kind of different kind of uh, uh, defensive schemes and schemes they run and that kind of stuff that we probably people in the uh, teams in the SEC may not have seen before. So I mean, uh, they better be ready. I mean, they don't want to get caught on our heels, you know. Yeah, because that I mean, this is this is this is one that gives people a chance to. This is one where there might be some games that. Last year with Mullen, Florida might if Florida if Mullen was still coached that they might lose. That yeah. with Napier that they might win. Uh so yeah, and we're gonna go through the schedule here in just a second. So you guys can, you know, get our picks and see what we think. But I'm looking at what I got here, and there's a couple of sneakers that there's a couple of couple that might they might sneak up on somebody because every every team that's been in the dumpster the year before gets a sneaky win the following season. Except for maybe the Lions and the Browns, and I know that we're talking that's not, that's pro football, but you know those are two teams that I can think of that either ran the table completely on the opposite direction or came very close to doing so. Uh, right. So yeah, but college football, it's like Sean has been saying, any given Saturday, uh, things can yeah. happen Saturday and Sat or Thursday or Friday, depending on where they got you playing. If you're on that gridiron, you have every every play that you have is an opportunity to swing a game in the opposite direction. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much time is on the clock, whether it's three quarters or whether it's 13 seconds, just as the Dallas Cowboys. I said that out loud and I said that out loud with my whole chest. <laughs> Come at me, bro. All Come you Cowboy me, fans. I'm posting this so y'all can see it. Anyway, any given Saturday. So let's go through this schedule real quick. And, uh, Yes, I know. I said it before. The sweepstakes is over, but we've got gear. This 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 fine cap right here is courtesy of Zagnif Apparel, established in 2001, making their way very slowly into the mainstream and becoming a mainstay, at least at my house, in terms of athletic gear and wear. Uh, the website is right down there in the lower corner, in the lower right-hand corner underneath Colin. You can either visit the website or you can hit the QR code, swing on over there, get yourself some nice gear. We've got ball caps, T-shirts, tank tops. Ladies, we got we got the flowery tank tops with the racer back or whatever it is. And y'all like, I have no idea what that is. There's Lakers, there's yoga shorts, there's joggers, there's even sneakers, there's uh, skull caps and hoodies. So we you want it, we got it, and they come in multiple colors and designs. Some of them have the logo on it. Some of them have the circular logo with the fire on it. Go over there and get yourself a little something today. So we're going to jump into this schedule here, and then we're going to get into our move on into our next segment after that. Um, so first game of the season, Florida welcomes. And I'm so mad I didn't cue this up when I saw this. They welcome the Utes of Utah. Oh. This is a game that could go either way. I think Nate, because Utah, as you remember, Utah shook up the world in the Pac-12 last year. They upset yeah. a couple of games. They upset a couple of teams. They should not have beaten, not by based on what the other teams were built up. 
Uh, so they're bringing in Utah, but I think Napier's got them coached up enough. I think Napier has the boys coached up, coached up, and that's number three. Hit the air on commit your fingers because he cannot talk today. <laughs> so wait, so so we got wait more longer. We got mathematic, and now we got could be could be to be coached up. Uh, but I'm giving Florida the win on that one. What you got, Colin? Yes, sir. I give them the win as well. All right. The following week is against Kentucky. Yeah, that's going to be tight because you got Mark Stoops and his much improved Wildcats. I've got the schedule over here somewhere. I'll have to double check it. But I think I gave Kentucky the win in that one, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to stick with that one and say that Kentucky wins that one, but not by a heck of a lot. It's going to be a close one. So I'm giving uh, Florida the L on that one. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll give them a loss up there as well. I think Kentucky's got they're much more improved. Following week against the University of South Florida, I want to say that's a win. I think they start to find a little bit of rhythm in week three, and they come out with a win. Even though the Bulls have been known to be exceptionally competitive, an exceptionally competitive Power Five, uh, excuse me, Group of Five school. Yeah, I caught I that one. No air horn. No air horn for you. I caught that. You know what? Nope. Hit the air no horn flag. one more time for the Mr. Figures mistake. There we go. No flag. No flag on the play, but you still get the horn anyway. Did you say that was a win or a loss for Florida there? Uh, For Florida, it would be a win. Okay. Following week, they play the mustard throwers. Ooh. I'll let you give me yours first. I guess I got to think about it. You know what? Uh, I think Tennessee's gonna take them. I think Tennessee. I think uh, I think Lane's gonna. You do seriously? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Just for grins and giggles, I go the opposite direction. I I, I, I give Florida the win, which puts them at three and one right now. Which is, you know, man, yeah. kind of sort of they weren't so yeah. bad off when by the time we played each other. The following week, they play Eastern Washington. I'm definitely going to win there. That's not even a group of five. That's like an F. That's not even a group of five. That's a D2, something like that. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to give them a dub. Give them a W. Okay. I'm going to give them a dub against Missouri the following week also. Missouri, I'm sorry. If there's any Missouri fans watching, y'all have yet to impress me mightily since Drew Locke left. I mean, you got you, you got you had the quarterback, you Tyler Beatty at running back. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the winner. You know how I feel okay. about it. <laughs> uh, LSU, I think Brian Kelly gets a win here, so I'm giving Florida the loss. You know what? Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there. I think LSU's going to give him. There's a loss. Yeah, the next game is the game that we all mark on our calendars as soon as the schedule comes out. The game that everybody loves to talk about, whether they've been there or not. The game that has accounted for more arrests between SEC fans for fights in the parking lot and drunk in public and indecent exposure than any other SEC game every year. That's true. We're talking about the <laughs> one, the one, that, why did you say that? Like, you, you, did I hit a nerve? You said that's true. You didn't know, I just said that's true. I said it's not like you were making it up, but you ain't making it up. It's true. It's all true. Oh, okay, I thought you were speaking with personal it's experience. All true. We talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, the rivalry to beat all rivalries in the SEC, the dogs, or should I say the returning national champion dogs versus 
them other guys from down south. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Georgia on the win on this one. That's a good call. That's uh, I'll, I'll take that as well. I'll give them the dub. And I, I tell you why. I think Napier, I think this, this season is going to be kind of a learning process for Napier. He's going to have a ton of film to study because, you know, when the team wins a national championship, that's all anybody does is immediately check their schedule. Do we play them next year? Yes, we do. Let's yeah. study game film. But you got a whole new crop of guys coming in defensively. You don't know what schemes Kirby's going to be running. You don't know. Uh, you don't have a lot on the running backs because the two primary running backs of the three primary running backs last year, two went in the draft. One was injured early in the season. So you don't have. And then, you know, you got the incoming freshman. So we shall sure. see. So I'm going with a W there. Uh, Texas A&M, I'm, that's a loss. Yeah, I agree there. That's a loss. Next week against South Carolina, I give him a dub there. Shane Beamer's not quite ready for that yet. Yeah, I agree there. I was that. Yep. I mean, not that's a loss for South Carolina, not for for Florida. That's I agree. Yeah. Saying. Okay. Yeah, I got you. That's a win. Uh, the following week is a win against Vanderbilt. Of Poor course. Vanderbilt. There's got to be a win in there somewhere for him. By the time I get around to doing Vanderbilt, it's going to be a ten minute segment. And it was go. These are the games Vandy might win. These are the games Vandy is definitely <laughs> going to lose. And then the following, the last final game of the season is going to be against the Seminoles of Florida State. I think they get an L there because I'm looking for Florida State. To, I, yeah, I think they get an L, man. I think Florida State comes back strong this year. Not super strong. Right. Not like not, not like Arkansas came back this past year strong. But I think I yeah. think FSU is going to get at least seven or eight wins this year. They won last year, didn't they? Did they beat didn't they beat Florida last year, or did they? I can't remember. I be, I don't even know because both of them were so horrible. They were bad. I don't, bad. I don't even. I don't even was bad, dude. I don't even remember, man. That's bad. Let's see. And so now you get to watch two guys, two your two hosts, Google. <laughs> Google's your friend. I I, I think yeah. The Gators the Gators pulled it out last year, twenty four twenty one. Gators wound up finish. Gators wound up finishing up the season six and seven overall because they were bowl eligible. They lost their bowl, but Florida State yeah. wound up five. Florida State was tremendously bad last year. Yeah, they were. I got Florida. I got Florida winning that. So Florida's winning that game. You got Florida winning that one. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's go through here. I got one, two, three, four losses. Wow, that's a heck of a comeback. I got them at eight and four. I might need to take another look at that. And then on your end, you got one, two, three. Or you got him at eight and four. Also, that's a yeah. That is a heck of a comeback. That's yeah. a heck of a comeback. I was thinking more of a seven and five. I was thinking maybe they improved by one game, but eight and four with Billy Napier that is entirely possible. So you know, it's, I just it's think the defense is going to be the defense is going to be uh, what what you know kind of propels them up to be a you know better better team this year. I just think it's going to be. You know, that tandem with uh, Tommy and uh, Napier. <clears throat> we'll just see what happens. Well, well, we'll have to wait and see. But we definitely, one thing we know, we coming for you again this year, Gators. Snap, snap. I'm just saying. We're going to come the Georgia-Florida game, not the Florida-Georgia game. Right. So. And then, and we're, we're starting a petition to change the name since everybody thinks that they can petition about dumb stuff too. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are. So this year we have I've got Arkansas potentially going ten and three. Collins got him at eight and five. 
We both have Florida finishing up the season at eight and four. It is shaping up to be an interesting, potentially interesting season this year in the conference. Whole bunch of new coaching faces, whole bunch of new coaching faces, transfer portal changes, coaching staff changes. It it might be to pardon the pun, it might be a little bit of a dogfight this season. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have somebody who's gonna be you're gonna have your elites in each division. But I think at the lower echelon, it's going to be a whole lot more dogfighting this year. Yeah, and you got all these head coaches coming from different uh, different conferences, you know, putting um, you know different kind of you know packages. What I mean, you know, packages we may not have seen. Like I said before, you know, SEC may not have seen some of the stuff they're going to throw at us. So these coaches coming from different conferences, you know, so could be interesting. Oh my God! Seriously, I've been talking all yeah. this time. You should have said <laughs> yeah. something, man. I was trying to do this. <laughs> I sent you a text. Yeah, I just got the text. <laughs> I've been sitting here this whole okay, Mr. Fingers with the technical throwback for having a muted mic and one more. All right, <laughs> take two. I know what my two-minute warning is going to be about. Let's try this again, Mr. Fingers. Take two. All right, we want to thank you guys for being loyal watchers and subscribers of the show. 
Um, and we appreciate you guys. Every like, every share, every comment, sending us the messages and letting us know you're digging what we're doing. Right now, we got 23 subscribers on our YouTube page, which is Zagnif Productions dash Zagnif One. That's the official YouTube page. The reason that we don't broadcast live from that page is because we don't have enough subscribers yet to be able to go live. So this is our goal. We want to hit that 100 subscriber mark by week four of this year's college football season. And we need your help to do it. So make sure if you see us on, give it a share. If you see us on, make sure you give it a like and then make sure you give it a share. And if you're not, uh, if you're not already subscribed, give it a subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Send them over our way. Send them to the YouTube page. Tell them to check us out. Zagnif Productions, Zagnif One. I'm going to put some graphics on this after this whole thing is done. This was kind of spur of the moment. It wasn't part of the plan. So that's why I don't have the graphics prepared right now. But anyway, yes, we want to hit a 100 subscriber mark by the fourth week of the NCAA college football season. And we want to continue to grow. And we want to continue to, to grow and build. So we thank you guys for supporting us so far. We're really, we're, we're 17 episodes in and we haven't even gotten into the meat of the season yet because there hadn't been a single game played. We're the only podcast, we're not knocking any of the other podcasts, we're the only podcast <laughs> in the Let's Talk Football family of podcasts, I think, I think, unless I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. Um, but I believe we're the only one, the, the only show. There have been some shows that have been running, but we're the only show that has kept going since college football has been over. So we oh. want you guys to jump in. We need your help. Thank you so much. I did a whole bunch of talking. Now I'm going to have to cut and paste this eight ways for Sunday. <laughs> Air horn for Mr. Thing is talking too much. There we go. I told you I'm not too mathematic. Anyway, our two-minute warning. That's where we are, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The two-minute warning is where we give you a little something to chew the fat to go into the rest of your week until we get back with you on Monday again. Something to just a little nugget to take with you. Um, I don't have – I got something, but it's not quite there yet. I'm going to hand it to you. All right. Yeah, no, all right. Uh, well, I just, I, I, just come, I just came off of a good uh, visit from my family and everything. And so I'm not – just want to put it out there, you know, enjoy the time with your family if you got them around and you know, that kind of stuff. I enjoy when they come up to visit, you know, along with my son. Um, and also, it's been very hot, very hot. So make sure you stay hydrated. <laughs> and it's even though we're from Georgia, I still drink I'm, water. Man, I'm, I'm still not used to the heat. Like the humidity in Northern Virginia is about the same as in Georgia. But uh, it, it's. Oh, you tell a damn cool. lie. You tell a damn lie. I mean, we got four seasons up here. You know, down there we got hot and damn hot. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Right. Like seriously, I don't think I don't. I find it, I find it hard to believe that anybody from the state of Georgia could ever drown because we inhale. We spend at least a good <laughs> two months out of the year inhaling water all day. The humidity oh, is yeah. so thick. That's why you got sprinklers, man. <laughs> well, who needs a sprinkler? All you got to do is go stand. All you got to do is go outside and do anything. Walk to the mill. I mean, dude, I've walked, I used to walk to the mailbox, freshly showered, clean set of clothes, clean, dry set of clothes, walk to the mailbox, get back in completely soaked. Yep. Got to take another shower. That's exactly how it is. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, oh, yeah, hey, that's, that's, I, <laughs> I see our boy Will Kramer jumped in and Will Kramer's blocked. I'm just playing. Will Kramer 
one half, one third of Washington Football Weekly, along with our guy Sean Spencer. Appreciate you joining the show. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Uh, your, my 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 two minute warning. Um, I may have done this one already. Uh, and if I have, I'm going to say it again anyway. Take some time to find some joy in the things that you do. If you have a job, and maybe it's just a job, just because it's the only thing that you could get. It may not be what you want to be doing, but it's the only thing that was available to you at that time. Try and find a little joy in a job. You know, maybe if there's somebody at the job that you, you know, that you just spend time talking to while you're at work, if it's a job where you can talk to folks, you know, uh, I just say that because I work for the post office and I was in a truck by myself for five, six hours a day. So I really didn't have anybody to talk to. But, uh, you know, if you got somebody there at work that you bond with, um, you know, just find joy in what you do. And you, if you, if you start finding joy in what it is that you do, then it makes it easier to do. I, mean, I have a job that is sometimes to make me pull my hair out. But one of the things about my job that I love is I work with a great group of people. My team is phenomenal. My boss is absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, we have some times when we, you know, kind of got to swallow real hard and keep pushing, but not with each other, but, you know, we, we you know, just because just of, you know, workload stuff. But I, I I love my job, and I love I love the folks that I work with. And when I did karaoke, I loved doing karaoke. And I met so many. I mean, dude, my co-host, that I met him at karaoke. Him and oh, yeah. you and you and you and uh, you had just gotten married at that point, if I'm not mistaken, when I met you. Yeah, it was around that time. And what, you, yeah, somewhere around there. But, you know, default. And a, and a roundabout sort of kind of, I mean, the, my other co-host from my other podcast, my wife, you know, at karaoke, met them all at karaoke. You know, uh, so find a little joy in the things that you do, and you would be amazed the 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 jewels and the nuggets that you can find in it. And that's all I got, and I'm done with that. Well, I, want, I want to piggyback on that. I can relate to you totally what you just said, because, I mean, I work. You know, I have, a, I have a great boss. I have a couple of people at work that actually, um, you know, I like to have a casual conversation with, you know, not that I can <clears throat> talk to about, you know, anything, uh, a couple people. But, um, you know, I'm on the phone all day talking to different texts from different. What I enjoy about my job, actually, is talking to people all up and down the East Coast, you know, uh, talking to New York, you know, uh, Massachusetts, getting all these different accents and that kind of stuff. And I always picture, I kind of have to laugh when I call somebody or somebody calls in for uh, from the Bronx or, or Brooklyn, New York, and they hear my on the other end <laughs> but it comes to find out i mean it's just i have good relationship with these type of people and then just it's uh-huh. the, the difference in the the accents the the difference of people coming to the culture you know that's what i enjoy about you know talking to these different people you know different kinds of people on the phone but i can definitely relate to what you're saying and it, and it makes my job more enjoyable absolutely that's a bar right there colin p from the dmv with that bar on the piggyback boom boom I like piggybacks. You know why I like piggybacks? Because they make good baby ribs. What? Oh, Mr. Fingers with another bar. There it is. The air <laughs> one. Ah, man. I just, that one right off the dome right there. That, was, that one was mathematic. Oh, there it is. He did it again. Absolutely. Oh, he did it again. All right. I'm going to stop playing with I'm going to stop playing with that before they, before, they, before they just remove it from the from the platform altogether. <laughs> it's going to send me a message saying, we got people complaining. Your whole show is all air horn. <laughs> I mean, like, you're lucky I'm not a DJ in Miami. No kidding. Every 30, every 30 seconds. Oh, be a simple pitbull. 
No doubt. I speak no Spanish whatsoever, and that was a horrible impersonation of anybody speaking Spanish. <laughs> 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 I oh, think this is a good place to shut it down, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We do appreciate you joining us today. We love each and every one of you. We want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for today's episode of This Week in SEC Football. Head on over to the YouTube page, Zagnif Productions dash Zagnif1. The graphic should be right down there, wherever I put it. It's going to be somewhere. Give us a subscribe and tell your friends to come over and subscribe, too. We're trying to hit 100 subscribers by week four of the NCAA season. On behalf of myself and my co-host, the homie, the brother from another mother, sexy mother, hub, and Ace of Basin in place in your face. I'm very happy to be here. Colin P. from the DMV. We appreciate y'all. We will catch y'all on Monday. Have an awesome weekend. We will see you soon. Are you listening? Go dog. Damn.